1: Hotline. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast, where we on our latest episode, hopefully give it a shot because we talked a lot of great things, including Ahsoka, Starfield, and NBA 2K24 with Kobe Bryant on the cover. So go ahead and give that a shout out or a listen or a watch wherever you go ahead and get your podcast plus also as well of course our good friend and compadre the man himself Joe Soro. go ahead check out what he's doing as oxide 247 and of course his his company his outstanding company Simblades simblades with the y.com also our good friends of course empire jeff tv appreciate him Stop him by with the Empire whenever you can. Also going ahead and checking out his YouTube channel, plus John McCalian as well. Please go ahead and check out their great YouTube channels. And if you can, it is sincerely appreciated. And also, if you need some last-minute fantasy focus as far as the, the fantasy football that's there, Go ahead for NFL Week 2. Go ahead and check out Inside Sports Fantasy Football Indeed. Daniel, you've not given me an email yet. Please email me at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. I've got something I want to run by you, my friend. But I do Stop appreciate you being Yes, yeah. I do appreciate him being here. Got an idea I'd love to see, hear his thoughts on. But please go ahead and hit me up. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Although I will say... A great place to go for Lakers fans out there, of course, it's Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet, who's here with me today on his five things articles, and also as well, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, the man who brings out the ire of Twitter, slash X, slash whatever it was to call itself today. It is Laker Tom. And guys, great to have you back uh, this week, talking uh, of the various amount of Laker things. But I do want to start off, I'll let you guys go ahead and take the conversation in other places after we talk about Jared Vanderbilt signing a four-year, $48 million extension. I know Jamie was really high on it. I'm okay on it, either which way. Again, it's not going to be ending up being mid-level by the time the end of the contract or hit last year, which is a player option. It will no longer be at a mid-level option. It'll actually be a little bit less, so... We're hoping that his defense continues as the way it is, but also his offense improves in order to justify the contract in full. Laker Tom, you're a guy that over the course of the summer actually tried to use Jared Vanderbilt in a trade that caught the ire of many people at LakerHolics.com and all over in regards to getting a player that we actually got anyways in Christian Wood. Your thoughts, though, on the extension. For Jared Vanderbilt and what that does now remind you I mind you just to let you know in advance he cannot be traded until after <laughs> the season so right. you cannot trade him mm. as of now
2: um well first off I I'm really happy that we didn't have to trade anybody to get good that's obviously the best outcome. um I do think there's a chance down the road that we might regret not having traded somebody for wood because it's going to be hard to keep him Um, we got three guys that fall in that category where, you know, they're going to be the Malik monks that are going to leave and we're not going to be able to match them if they get anywhere close to what kind of performance that we'd expect from them. And I think it's a great thing that the Lakers have become sort of the Mecca for these low risk, high reward players who need to, to revise their brand and, you know, and show that they really can play on a winning team. Um, I, I'm really happy that we made the deal with Vanderbilt. Um, everybody has the wrong impression just because I wanted to trade Vanderbilt in that situation or that I don't think he should start. Um, that I don't like the guy and I don't appreciate his defensive skills. He's probably ne- better than ten, nine 9 out of 10 players defensively in the league right now. And at 24 years old. What I like about the deal, and I'm wondering if it was intentional that that the timing of the extension was set so that he couldn't be traded. And I think that's an important aspect of the whole thing, because this entire team has been built for young players who are still got room to grow and upside and a coaching staff that is oriented for player development. And when you got a 24 year old like like. Vanderbilt, who's got such great defensive skills, and had became unplayable at times because of his offense, but not just you know those are those seem to be correctable things that I think you can fix on him, and I think it's a good move to take the pressure off so he doesn't have to feel like by the deadline I got to do it or else I'm going to be out the door. You don't want him to be a free agent, you know, next year, so you got to do something. So I think it was a smart move, and, and it was a move that. Sort of fits the Lakers' desire to build continuity, to bring back as many players as they can, to have guys on team-friendly, tradable contracts, um, and that's definitely what this is going to be. I think, just like Gerald said, it's three years from now, it's going to be you know well under the mat, well under the the MLE that's going to be dominating the league, and we're doing all of this bringing in a team surrounding LeBron and AD with nobody over 30. And all of them, good players, and all of them on team-friendly contracts. Palinka's done just a fabulous job, and I think that uh, this really solidifies. You know, I I said a a couple of times ago when we had a session that for the first time in I don't know how long, maybe since I've ever been a Lakers fan, I'm satisfied with whoever they start. It doesn't matter. We're so deep that there's two or three different configurations that could be championship starting lineups. And I, I think that'll all work out in training camp and, and preseason. Uh, and, and I'm just really excited about the team. 21 days until we see Lakers basketball.
1: Also here today, again, a good man. Indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today when he's on Lakerholics.com and his five things articles. It is Admiral Akbar himself. It is. Jamie. You've been a big supporter since Second one of this extension, again, it's about, not for me, the defensive end. You know, of course, he needs to fight around screens uh, a little bit better because that also kind of got him in the way. But, you know, as we saw later in the series against Golden State and also Denver. But man-to-man defense, obviously, he's one of the best at it. I'm not going to dispute that there. Offensively, you know, it is an issue. I would love to see him stay on the court in when it matters, 25 minutes at least a game. The problem is, in the playoffs, his he, you got declining returns because people and you know other teams started to figure him out. Your thoughts on what we can do to go ahead and see a good return on this investment for the Lakers?
3: Well, I think the I mean I was high on Jared Vanderbilt even before the extension. I, I I'm a big Jared Vanderbilt fan. I, he was my most when we made the trade, that flurry of trades at the deadline last season, he was my that he was like my, my favorite target because a his cost, b his upside, and c it just seemed like he was one of those guys. Like we knew what we were getting in D'Angelo Russell. There was no no real mystery. He just hoped that he could replicate his regular season success in the postseason, and he still hasn't unlocked that combination quite yet. And maybe he never will. Well, hopefully this year we. We give him a chance to unlock that combination and, and push his way up into another tier of money that I'm sure he thinks he's capable of earning. Well, that he had before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what, what you're making 31, know. you know, Brook, Brooklyn just threw money at him and he went, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, the uh, other thing that Ben, the other mind. thing Ben did is he really saved the team in that critical moment when we really had to win every day in game. He, invented he was the about player and from all of those transactions other than maybe Reeves being unlocked from getting rid of uh, – I,
3: I thought that Vanderbilt's motor and energy and defense yeah. and Reeves and Delo and AD's offensive yeah. dominance was what allowed that run to happen because people kind of forget or gloss over that. LeBron sat for a lot of that. Yeah. He wasn't playing. Long time. He, he only came back the last four or five games of the season, seven games of the season, yeah. I think. Yeah. He missed 15 crit- critical games down that stretch, that we won most of, yeah. and so that to me, and before that, we weren't winning LeBronless games. We were losing LeBronless games. We were losing games with LeBron too, because of because of a ver- variety of factors. So, I thought that you know, you always need a guy like you always need a Michael Cooper. Who might not be the best scorer, who might not be the best shooter, who might not be the most flashy player, but does the dirty work, does the hard work. And that's what you get with this contract. And I was looking at the salary cap implications. The cap is going to go up 10% every year for like the next four or five years. Yes it's going to be I mean,
1: this is going to be nothing. and that's even before the tv contract that is currently being right. negotiated oh, negotiator.
3: Yeah, but they limit I mean, 10% with, with cap, a year. With cap smoothing it doesn't matter, right? It's yeah, going to
2: 10% a year is
1: the max.
3: Right. It's going to it's going to go up the max it can go up every year for at least 5 years. The, yeah. past yeah. the length of his deal. According to the so CBA. This right. is going to be it might go up every year until the next CBA. You're right. Like that's that's mm-hmm. not a bad prediction, Joan. So this deal is just going to look better and better and better every season. And I won't be surprised if either he declines his player option or should he pick it up that's the season he's traded because by then you're likely getting somebody you can at least pigeonhole as like an excellent defender in a lineup. Right. And it's gonna be at what will be probably close to what the MLE is at that point. Like the MLE will be around eight or nine mil by then and he's only yeah. a few mil above that. So and I forget what the I forget who posted the the average cost of his deal, including this season, but because he's so cheap this season, it actually brings that twelve four down to like ten five, I think it was. Right,
1: one season. year left on so, the existing That's uh, deal. Empire Jeff calculated that That's right, that up. and I hope mm-hmm. his empire
3: is doing well. And it's just one of those things where, like, when you do the math and look at it, it's there's this is a great deal for all parties involved. It gives mm-hmm. Vando a nice little runway to work on his game. And I was the one, uh, you know, Tom and I went back, we we're chatting a little bit about it on the blog last night today, where I, I think it was, they could assign him to this extension at any point in the last two months. I think all parties involved wanted to wait till the six month yeah. window, because it's not that he can't be traded this season, Gerald, it's that he can't be traded for six months. But As that's after, that's important. That is essentially this season. Yeah, it goes no, past but if the they had trade signed, no, but but think about this: if they had signed this extension at the beginning of August,
2: they could could that, have traded him before the deadline.
3: Then we could have traded him by the yeah. trade deadline this season.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right that he that that he and the Lakers both wanted to take the pressure off of him to have to make a half a season gain in his offensive game right. in order to stay on the team,
3: and, and even this, to improve his, his defensive him... contributions.
2: Yeah, and now you get him working with a shooting coach, you get him working with Phil Handy on the and moves inside so he can finish inside instead of just passing the ball out. And you have a different player, you know. When your offense is – I don't care who you are in the league. This is an offensive league, and they're paid because of your offense. And if your offense is not doing well, it's a rare guy that, that doesn't even affect their defense. You know, you can say that guys will try to – Play extra hard on defense to make up for the fact that they're not doing it on offense but that's not human nature human nature is you get a little bit down and you know you're not the same enthusiasm you're not the same guy you know you feel like god i'm just behind the eight ball all the time and hopefully this this will take some pressure off of jared and 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 you know i i i'm just so excited because there's everything we've got like 12 13 14 players who have important questions to answer, and we have good reasons to think that they might be able to answer them this year. So it's it's such an optimistic situation to look at.
3: I mean, the way it's slotted right now, there's going to be two free agents next season, likely D'Angelo Russell, unless he picks up his option. Right. Max, or it. we don't, or we trade him.
0: Right.
2: If Those are the only guys. Well, Christie and Prince are the only guys on one-year contracts. Right. We have seven guys on long-term deals. We have five guys on one-and-one deals. Or they have player options, including LeBron. Yep. But that's a a lot of continuity. We could theoretically, at the minimum, we'll get back eight players. And at the maximum, we could even get back 14 players. It's possible.
3: Bring back the exact same team next season. And
2: we still will be under the dang first first cap level or the first uh, tax threshold.
3: Now, what I wonder is so that's the other thing.
2: And hard cap so we can do a sign and trade if we wanted to.
3: One of us will have to do the math on this someday. And I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's not going to be me. So I'm, I'm nominating Tom or Joe or Sean. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to figure out if the cap goes up 10% every year, what's the minimum cap? Thre- what's the minimum spending level? Because it would be interesting if the Lakers could bring back this exact same team, not add a single contract, and still be above the minimum spending threshold. Yeah, they, they can.
2: They can. Because they're I think already they I think it'll be right close, now, they're, but I think they they're eight million under the first tax threshold. Right now,
1: right. That's. Now, this, what's I LeBron mean, LeBron James. Is... Well, let's, let me ask you this: What is LeBron James' exact status? Is he a UFA next year?
3: He has a player. Uh, he he, he has. Year. He's under he contract for next
2: year, for but he, but he has an option the following year. No. Or, uh, let's talk about no, the, no, no. He's under contract. He's under contract this, contract this year, this and he year. has an right. option the following year. Next year, has a
1: player option. Yeah.
2: You know, that brings up a subject. I looked up this subject the other day. Um, LeBron, any player who's got just two years left on his contract, which is LeBron James, right? Mm -hmm. eligible for an extension.
3: He's not going to sign an extension this year. But
1: remember, he's limited because... I'm not so sure because
2: think about what the Lakers have been doing. Palenka's been lining up, making sure that we're going to have the same roster for a couple of years. And what they're thinking is less work for LeBron, less weight, but they think that he can last a couple of more years. I'm not so sure that, I'm not so sure that that wouldn't be the move to really consolidate the fact that we would have another two years guaranteed of LeBron. Because signing I a think one plus he, one extension gives you that two years.
3: If he, uh, if every deal he signed had a player option in the second And he year, can't so. be
2: traded this year too now because it's too late.
3: It's it's too late, but also because he won't let us and
2: so <laughs> Well no we would never trade him. We would never he, trade, LeBron he would anyway. not trade LeBron. And that's
3: the thing. I think I think a lot of it comes down to the bigger question would be like, okay, you know, LeBron got to the Western Conference Finals. Some of the first words out of his mouth were if I play next season, right? Like in the moment, feeling down, feeling exhausted, beat up, but busted foot, so on and so forth. He didn't get surgery on that foot. You think so he's going to go out
2: with the Olympics? Is that where you're going?
3: Well, if he wins a ring this season, let's just yeah. say for a second let's... that there's a magical Lakers season on the on the horizon. Because that is fifth or sixth, and we win it all. That would be the sixth ring he has. That
2: Tying you know with, who?
3: That ties him with a lot of legends. Uh, and there's and very can few. Finish, and he could
2: finish with the Olympics.
3: And then he can then he can take a year off and finish with the, the Olympics, basically. Decline yeah. his player option. Say I've done all I can do. He's going to hit forty thousand points this season, unless he suffers a catastrophe. Well, he declines his player I'm option. Gonna, I'm going to tell you two reasons
1: why not. Bryce and Bronny, especially Bryce now after what happened with Bronny. I'm just going to say it clear. Bryce, Bronny's going to have seeing, red flags. Yeah, bro, Bryce is the is the key right now. Bryce is developing quite a bit from what I'm hearing uh, underground that he could have. It is even without the well, hold on, even without the tragic happening to what happened with Bronny. And I'm so thankful that he probably get back on the court in it sooner rather than later. Bryce was probably going to end up being the better James son. And he's only what a year, he's only a year uh, or so, be uh, two years behind. Uh, it, I think it's in the realm of the possibility that he will probably try or at least attempt to try and play. At some point in time, he'd be on the court with one of his sons. Because
3: isn't he going to be? I don't, he think, be a, I don't senior, think he's going he's gonna to be. A, he's going to be I a think senior. When it comes down day, right? to it,
2: he's going to make a decision that that's not going to be good for his son. When I, you know, it sounds great, and there's all that. I mean, I, I played with my son and my grandson.
1: Yeah, but who else has done it in history?
2: Right, nope. I know, but Bronny's career should. He could really screw Bronny's career up by this whole thing.
1: No, not, I mean, no, just uh, playing one year, even a game with him. Come on
2: going. I mean, Bronny could end up going. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Think about it from a parent standpoint, Gerald. You know, I think when LeBron, LeBron looks at, at from it, he, he'll want his son to have his own career and not to have it messed up by playing on his dad's team. If he
1: plays If he plays 10, 12 years in the league, really? Well, the first year or whatever happens then playing with his dad for like or playing on the same court. The idea, he said, he he corrected a statement to play on the same court. That I was know he's extra...
2: backed that up, and a part of it, I think, is because Which means he realized he could be on the that.
1: opposite end.
2: Well, he realizes that he you're talking about screwing up his Lakers career. Unless the Lakers draft He's him
0: up as Lakers, career? we don't have and we don't. Well, why are we even talking about this again? I don't know how girl, we got out is of, whole out channel. of that. this is
1: professional. We're talking about the end of LeBron's career. I don't care about
0: LeBron's end ca- the career. We are talking about the Lakers. Some people do. I don't care what people think. I'm a Laker fan. I want them to focus on winning championships for LA. We're always talking about this freaking playing with his kid thing. He talks about it. See, because I I don't, don't think you want to. I think
2: LeBron has two more championships here in LA. I hope he does. And I don't think you want to screw a that up by a messing up that. your kid's career.
0: Sitting there, I want to play with my kid. Oh, that's nice. I want to play with my kids too. I do it yeah. at home. Do it at home. This is this is professional <laughs> sports. We're here to win championships, not hold hands and dance in the in the fountains with everybody.
3: I'd like to dance in the fountain with you, Joe. Okay, well, we've got a couple
1: over oh, wow. here in Las Vegas, if you want to go. go to, Gerald and I will be I glad to watch. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the video. I'll take the video.
3: <laughs> yeah. If you see me and Joe dancing in front of Bellagio, it, two things are going to happen. One, we're on drugs. Two, we're both going to get arrested.
1: Well, you know, you could also do it. You know, Caesars has a couple of nice fountains there. They're smaller. Mm-hmm.
3: I can add to my I can add to my criminal record. Okay, there you um, go indeed. But pounds, once again,
2: fountains are always a good place to have events. The only time I took LSD in my life was in front of a fountain. <laughs> and, uh, All
1: I'm telling you is that uh, that that's what is, he never
2: said, did that. Again. Did I never did that anywhere. again because that was really a scary experience.
4: Uh,
3: this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Ugh. So, you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections.
3: Really? Funny. Yeah,
1: because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well played,
1: sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks is to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show.
3: And the PCC Multiverse.
1: Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. It is uh, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Jamie Sweet with his five things. Go ahead and catch their work today at Lakerholics.com. Also here today Good man indeed, although he already started barking already. It is, of course, (laughs) t 47 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, uh, we talked at length about the four-year, $48 million extension for Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, Most are saying it's a pretty good value. Uh, Again, if he gets his offensive game to where it's not playing four on five, although at times it may still look like a four on five, I'm hoping it will be a point where he gets to the point where at least people will respect him but i don't think it's going to happen this season probably be it's something that it's going to take a little while for it to go ahead and 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 really get to where he needs it to go as far as being able to shoot anywhere near average outside and being able to go ahead and be more forceful and being more i guess uh, how should i say being less Ben Simmonsy in the lane as i said yesterday
3: well, you really just got to keep driving that dagger home, don't you, Joe?
1: He, it was you saw it, you saw it, Jamie. He was very tepid when he
3: was going in the lane. Joe even a, Joe yeah, called the, him out the, on it. The dead rock is more assertive than Ben
0: Simmons. Come on. There dude. needs to be there needs to be a finish in this this game of his. There needs to be a consistent finish. If you're six ten, you need to finish at the rim. If hey, you're did he really in-
2: grow? Did he really grow? If we confirm that.
0: They've said he grew an inch. Since. I mean, when you
2: stand and look, see him standing next to people, it looks like he actually has grown an inch or two.
0: He needs to be a good finisher at the rim on pick and rolls and 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 dashes to the to the to the basket. Those things would open up so many things because the energy on the defense and then getting bombarded with finishes by a guy that's just that just stuck you is is, is a, a mental thing too. It really, really messes with you mentally. And Vanderbilt's issue at the rim and likely issue at the at the three point line is is confidence. He obviously can shoot. He's got a good shooting form. He's got the height. He's got the athleticism to make a two foot layup even with a crowd, but that becomes a confidence thing difference between AI, and I used to always use AI and Kwame Brown as an example. I go, the difference between Cinderella and Pumpkin, or I should say a coach and a Pumpkin, is confidence. Because you can't sit there and tell me, how how come every time I see a six-foot guy, I don't care how great AI was, he's six feet tall, going to the rim against seven-footers all over the place and guys that are 6'10". Yet I never see him miss a damn layup quickness it's and, and, and confidence. And then you see a guy who's seven feet tall, who's got athleticism up the yin yang who can't make a layup or catch can't the ball. do that. Can't do that. No. You, Vando has to make those shots at the rim. If he doesn't hit well from three, it's not going to be a surprise for me. It's going to be a luxury. So at that point, all I'm looking for Vando to do is be the defensive guy, guy that you can sick on somebody 82 games out of the year so that LeBron and AD don't have to do all the work and just make a couple plays at the rim at the very least that are consistent game in and game out, and he will have earned his money.
2: His big problem is going to be Christian Wood. That's the guy who's going to take his minutes away.
0: I, it's not, it's just not just going just to be Prince. Uh, if, if that, that happens, that's is. a good thing because that means – No, it, is, it is, is a good
2: thing.
1: Well, well let me just, let me let me just say we'll just this cuz Jamie Sweet is very high on Torian Prince and P- Torian Prince's name has been put into the chat as far as earlier in regards to conversations there. I am not sold on Torian Prince and the reason why I say is the same reason why that Minnesota got rid of DeAngelo Russell. Uh, statistically DeAngelo Russell off the court was better for them than when he was on the court for them even though he shot very well. The, but the plus minus proved to be the case. Why Jamie do you think Minnesota got rid or let go and didn't pick up the $10 million option that they had on Torian Prince? And because uh, 10 million is less than, you know, a mid value these, these days, you know, just something to be concerned about when he, you know, what we got him for the Lakers. Lakers are got him on a nice four and a half million dollar deal. But again, why did Minnesota let him go? Only a
2: one year deal though. Notice that no player option or team option.
3: No, I, I think oh listen, you're, you're asking me to answer a, an intelligent question about a foolish franchise and that's an that's, a, that's an impossible mm-hmm. riddle to solve. Mm-hmm. Minnesota is gonna blow it with two star players, guys that you should be able to build a perennial playoff contender around. I'm not saying that Cat can't win a champion could win a championship on his own, but if you have the right players around Carl Anthony Towns, and granted, Carl Anthony Towns has had some injuries and some bad luck. Um, I, I mean, this is the franchise that, like, you know, couldn't win with KG. They couldn't win with Stephon Marbury in KG. And, like, this, this is a franchise much like the Clippers that is better at shooting itself in the foot than at winning basketball games and putting together a winner. So I, I can't – I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Uh, it may be that they undervalued his skill set and thought that you know maybe they could get him for cheaper and once he realized they wanted to drive his price down, he took the first best winning shot he had uh, and is gonna try to be this season's Malik monk for lack of a better you know better uh, example. I don't know that he's gonna have the role monk ended up having on our team because monk was one of those guys that just showed out on the all AARP team we had cobbled together, uh, for a season for some inexplicable reason. And he did great. And he turned that into money. And that was the best. And thing he, he had a good happen.
2: year at Sacramento too. And, he had, and then he followed it up with another Continued year to play well.
3: He's going to be a guy who makes between eight and 15 million a year in the NBA for the next five years or so, four years. And that's great for him. Um, I don't know that Torian Prince is going to get that same opportunity here because of the stacked. I mean, it's nobody wants to say that that Rob is rewarding the guys that got us to the playoffs and to the Western Conference Finals this year, but he is certainly both acknowledging that reality and embracing the idea that they can do it, that they can all do it again. And so those guys, I think, are penciled into their roles until somebody else beats them out of it. That means Vando's penciled in at the starter, at the four or five, whatever you want to call him. But I will say if Vando starts at the four, that's great for the Lakers because that means AD starting at the five. But well, if he's Rick, actually and he's starting starting AD is going to start at Wouldn't the five, Wouldn't you put LeBron probably? at the four? It doesn't matter. I mean, sure, whatever. Yeah, okay. Then then, then Vando's the, the, the three. He's likely
2: to start because he was the last starter and they gave I don't him the big I think drive. they
3: liked him coming off the bench on the regular season. I think that he they're going to drive better off the
2: bench. Yeah, but they also lost weight to play the three. And that's. We'll that's see. A you nice know, I step. think
3: Joe brought up a good point last night. And I think it bears repeating that uh, the Lakers probably didn't. You know, I think it's two things. One, the theory that I put forth on the blog last night, which is because of the six month window that the extension, the length and the price that his extension was at. That, that created a six month window from the day that he signed the extension that he can't be traded. Doesn't mean he can't be traded next season, just means that six months later it can't happen. And because they waited as long as they did, that now puts us past next season's trade deadline, which means he can't be traded next season. But right. they didn't have to do that. They could have signed him in August, right. they could have signed him in, at the end of July, anytime in July, actually, after the fifth, uh, uh, the 15th route, or, or whenever the moratorium ends. I can never remember. Um, the, there's, they had a wealth of options, and they chose, both sides did, Clutch and the Lakers, Vando and the Lakers, to wait until now. And so that tells me they want to give him every chance to succeed because they believe in him. So that makes me think that they're going to pencil him into the regular season role that he excelled at. Why wouldn't you? Why would you? Because the only reason we went to Rui at the five was to try and put offense and somebody who could body up against Jokic. But that's not going to be every well that, not,
2: that wasn't exactly there there was a lot of clamor for Rui to be moved into the lineup simply because we were playing four against five all the time since then Sure, but
3: i mean that ignored. wasn't that was the case against an exemplary but offensive whatever team. whatever
2: it doesn't matter because what's going to happen is there's going to be training camp and there's going to be preseason and that'll determine which of the player who's that's going to determine who's going to be the fifth or the fourth and fifth starters I all agree. we really know for just, sure is I'm that
3: I think that Rob is penciling in guys who got us there last season. I'm not saying they've
2: Rob may be penciling him and Ham may be penciling him, but that doesn't mean that it's just okay. like last season. The starting they started off with a theory that they were gonna go with another with two bigs and both of the bigs bombed out. So and now this year this year they're, they're, to they're not gonna move ones. Woods into the starting lineup because they want him to prove himself first. They might start Hayes in the starting lineup. That's a possibility if you want to go two bigs. Um, I think it's more likely that they start Rui. I think there's a possibility they could start uh, Jared. And I think all of any one of those things could work very well because we have a 10, 12-man rotation that is really good. In fact, we have such a good rotation that finding room for guys like Hayes and Reddish could be a problem. And you don't want to waste an opportunity to, to hit gold on one of those two guys because that could really help the team. Um,
3: could, but I think that they, that you also fall back into that situation that you brought up: is if those guys hit big, they're not going to be Lakers next season. Yeah,
2: yeah, but if they hit big early enough, we could trade them at the deadline.
1: Get
3: For what they make minimum, they're they're minimum salary guys. Well, let yeah, me
2: get so you back. Tie them up, tie 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 one of them with with uh, with with with, uh, with uh, Russell to a team that has cap space next year.
1: Okay. Well, let me get Joe back in here real quick. Joe, uh, obviously this is a, a great problem to have when you have such depth on your roster. It's not a perfect fit in some places, but really you could throw some quality guys out there at each and every position. I think that we haven't even started to talk about what the chat has talked about, the possibility, what how much Gabe Vincent plays, how much Max Christie plays as being one of the guys that, Again, due to one of the minor mistakes that Rob Palenka has made or one of the miscalculations. perennial mistake to...
2: of that two-year yeah. contracts for the guy. Um, what are they going to yeah. do with Christie?
1: They say, I, I've i heard it being said I mean, he got to be, they got to extend him. Well, I heard it being said that they only, li- they were limited on how many years they could sign him because of the Lonnie Walker signing. So I don't know. You you take that for what it is, but this is something that has gone but he should be eligible
2: forward. for an extension. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know he's going to be. You don't want him to anywhere. be an
2: unrestricted free agent
1: at the end of the year
2: because that's well, what he is
1: right now. Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem right there. But Joe, well, we, uh, would have, see, we would
2: have we would have bird rights still on him though.
1: I see. I see very but much. But we're a, under the hard.
2: But we're under the hard cap as a problem.
1: Uh, let me bring Joe in here on this though, time. Let me. Yeah. Uh. Uh. When it comes to the the embarrassment of riches right now for the Lakers, as far as the depth on the roster, I see a lot of opportunity, but I also see a lot of. I don't know, growing pains outside, unless any injuries happen, uh, creating opportunities for some of these guys.
0: Well, you have a couple of guys that need to prove themselves. Otherwise, they might be out of a job next year, at least in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, You have role players that weren't welcomed, like Prince, who were let go. Uh, Players who were assets last year on good teams that, weren't valued enough to keep. We got a guy last year who wasn't being used right, who ascended, Rui, being Rui Hachimura. Austin Reeves continues to improve. DeAndre Russell has uh, all-star talent, but doesn't seem to put it all together at the right time. So the, the Lakers have put themselves in a position right now to say, which one of you are you, you going to come out of the the mud? Which one of you are going to be the staples next to AD and, and, and LeBron James? To some degree, Austin Reeves, because Austin Reeves has already shown he's, he's, uh, he's capable already this summer in, in, in his international play. But for the Lakers, all they need is about three or four guys out of that group to come through. Those who don't come through, I mean, how can everyone on this team come through? How the hell are they going to distribute minutes to 12 players? They can't. You have to understand that we're going to need seven of these guys, two of them obviously are LeBron and AD. We're going to need five after that to really play well. Whoever those five are, I don't give a damn. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's... Max Christie, I don't care if it's Prince, I don't care if it's Delo I don't care. Just get me seven guys that know exactly what their roles are, that provide, each guy provides what this team needs. You could say eight and nine, but that's always a little exaggerated, especially when it comes to playing. Throwing in
2: injuries, you got to say can So 11, the injury part, so
0: that's the injury the part, here's how this plays out. You guys heard me say this a few months ago with Reddish. Reddish. Has to understand, coming into this season, he is going to play 15 minutes one game and then two minutes another game. If he gets pissed off, then, you know what, go, there's the door, okay? There's too much, there are too many things here right now that they need to figure out. We can't have feelings and worrying about your time and all that being in the way. Either you want to come do your thing, stop being a, you know what, do your job, Play well when you're in there, and guess what? If you continue to play well, you'll keep playing. That's how it works. But for right now, we need to see who's going to work, and it's going to take two or three months, probably two or three months to figure out those role guys. And once they do, you got to ride that home, especially if we're all healthy. That's the key here right now. Darbenham has to – Darbenham's – lineup adjustments have to be key and his mental focus on keeping everybody in line is going to be very important so that lebron can focus on doing what he needs to do and ad god willing can focus on finally putting together a year that he has been needing to put together this is the year this is the ad mvp season that it should be or at least the defensive player of the year award if not We're not only going to have a problem with this year, we're going to have a problem with uh, relying on AD, especially with this new extension, relying on AD being a number one after LeBron's gone. These are all things things that we have to understand. Or maybe AD would continue to want to be a number two. You bring in somebody like Giannis, God willing, Jason Tatum says, you know what, let me test the market in a couple of years. Then maybe that's a different story. But as of right now, we need absolutely have to have everyone understand what the hell they're doing this year. And if anyone gets out of line, get them to F out. I mean like this, as fast as they got rid of Porter Jr. Julio Rios when you needed to get rid of them. That's it. Top. That's
2: the wrong approach, I think, because the what problem is the, what? that the Lakers have, the problem Lakers have two problems and those problems are compatible to be solved. First problem is they have 12 players and they can only play 10 a game realistically. The second problem they got is they got two superstars who probably should not be playing in 82 games, should probably be playing in 70 games. So what they need to do is they need to play all of those guys and rest LeBron and AD during the regular season, not let them play 12 games, not make them play more than 30 minutes a game because we're deep enough and good enough that we can do that And that will make us a much better team by the end of the year. And that's where basically is going to happen. Every game, it's going to be a rare season if we only have two injured players out of those 12 every game. But we will have games like that, and there'll be opportunities to rest LeBron and AD. And I think also that the league is also recognizing and almost acknowledging and legitimatizing load management because they're giving LeBron... A special rule that all oh, guys over 35 won't have to play back to back unless it's a, a televised game.
0: You know, maybe, so maybe, uh, we, should to maybe, maybe we should have a baby have a and then put it there next to the to the bench. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, you're wait. making 55 million. Oh, no, no, no. Sit down, honey. No, yeah, okay. say that all you want, yeah, Joe. Okay, it doesn't matter. On, what ahead. you
2: want is a healthy LeBron James and Anthony I don't give a damn of, any of it.
0: If you're not playing, now useless. No way. You and they're, they're not playing. If you're
2: smart, you load useless. manage your players especially load when management suck my ass. Load
0: management can <laughs> suck my ass. Let me, me ask play or don't. Let, I'm let tired me let me ask load it's, here.
2: it's legitimatized by the NBA. You
0: can well, but the thing is, this.
1: Tom, Tom but, but let me just say this. Load management, you know, for for everybody who spends their hard-earned dollars that go to the arenas, for everybody who takes the time out of their day to go ahead and watch the NBA teams, two and a half, two and a half, three hours. We spend our time 365 days a year on this product. I think we should get the best product that we can as many times as we can. And I think that, that, you know,
2: I don't think it's the right opinion and the Lakers are going to do a certain amount of load management. It probably won't be as much as I would like, but it'll probably be more than what Joe oh, there'll be a div-
1: they'll, they'll we'll call it you know, something else, Tom. They'll figure out other ways around it. We already talked about whatever you call rules. it doesn't
2: matter, it's the same they'll thing. It's understanding it. that they'll, having they'll healthy players he has for a more games,
1: in the second quarter and he'll be out the entire game or something like that. We'll see stuff like that manipulated on during the course of the season. That's probably going to get Joe's ire up even more. But the thing is, I want to go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. I want to understand something
0: here and please make it make sense to me. I'm trying to understand how 20 years ago, you had guys that didn't have one-tenth of the technology, the nutrition, the everything that's advanced at this point, right? You had all – you have – God knows what a difference it is from years And it was a different
2: ago. game that was played below the basket, on the floor, by slow guys – without the athleticism of the modern player.
0: Okay, so the difference between 20 years ago and now is the fact that the guys are running more?
2: The fact that, just look at the tape of the game 20 years ago. I watched the game 20 years ago. I played the game 20 years ago. These guys, it's a totally different game today.
0: Because they're running more, right?
2: No, because they're playing above the rim. Their guys are jumping higher, running faster. They're bigger, they're stronger. They're better shaped than any of the guys that played
3: 20 years ago
2: it's the so injuries because I, of the actually, nature of I the game and the athleticism. I disagree with
3: all of the above and i think it's the inter, it's the prevalence of the before college game that didn't exist until the 2000s the, AAU, the aau club you, circuits you, yeah. 13 14 15 16 year old kids playing all summer long then playing for their high school team then going to college playing all their college versus part time players guys this, this, this that this this didn't exist pay the bills. This, that didn't exist in the era of even Jordan. Jordan didn't play in that era. And I think that that's something that's a that's an aspect of the sport that needs to be looked at. I'm going to make it easy. I'm
0: going to make it In, make in it general the
3: commodization the commodization of, you know, kids under 18 for profit is something I have a problem with uh on multiple levels. <laughs> that is but, you know, so I crazy, just think man. That that's that's an aspect of the Some game that kind of exploitative.
0: <laughs> I'm going to make it real easy. You want to do load management? I want load salaries so that we can put somebody in there that can make up that time. Let me hear them say, yes, I'll take a pay cut so I can play 15 games less during the year, and then I'll buy in. That's my compromise. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. Exactly.
1: Once again, it like sets trouble. a
0: bad precedent mentally. It, it, it's created this... Uh, entitlement in this goddamn world that we live in now, league, especially in this country where you can do whatever the hell you want even though you're getting paid top dollar because you want to f and rest no no i'm not gonna accept it i'm not you want to low manage take half your goddamn salary then so that you can give it to somebody else who can play your position oh wait a minute you're lebron james no one can play like lebron james so now what now lebron james i'm picking on, i'm not picking on lebron james lebron james plays I, I, I'd be better to talk about Kawhi Leonard. How about Kawhi huh. Leonard? Kawhi Leonard would be a better example. I'm I, I, I'm I'm mistaken by saying LeBron because that's not fair. LeBron tries to play. Yeah, LeBron
2: always tries to play. Good
0: because that's that's fact, what great, one of the problems the, the Lakers may have
2: is getting LeBron to take those games off that he should be taking off.
0: The <laughs> job, the job is to play basketball. If you cannot play basketball, retire.
2: The job is to win championships. If you're a Laker,
0: you're not winning championships if you're not playing basketball. So let me so let me throw something into the fray. Let's try to cool
1: down a little bit as far good luck as luck with like, that, cool, Joe. Yeah, good luck with that. But let me ask you this, guys. Okay, because <laughs> you know I live in a betting town, uh, and I know that Joe and I agree on this. It would be great in a perfect world, load managed or not, if LeBron could average under thirty minutes a game. If AD yeah. on this deep roster could average 30 minutes. They should. Day.
2: It should be a not a firm rule, but a guidance,
1: a guide. So let me let me ask you has. this. Okay, LeBron last year averaged 35 and a half minutes a game. <laughs> right. A D averaged 34 minutes a game. Right. The odds of them playing under 32 minutes a game, I'm saying gonna say 32.
2: I think they're a lot better this year because we have size last year. We didn't have size. That was the major problem. That's why LeBron and AD were playing so many damn minutes. We couldn't take them off the floor because we had to put Wenyan Gabriel and, and I don't know who else in there.
0: You have at least a chance.
2: We have a a good chance this year. And even, even like the projected uh, minutes per game that uh, Johan Buha is projecting for the Lakers showing 32, 33 for LeBron and AD. So they had actually had Reeves at thirty three is the most minutes. So I do think that it will help some, and I do think that the Lakers will definitely give guys like Reddish and Hayes opportunities to start to see how they do. I think that Wood will get a chance to start. And I think that the resting LeBron and a d, Is really valuable in that sense of giving those other players a chance to start to see what they can do. Didn't the Lakers have more lost
1: starting lineups than anyone last year, if I'm not mistaken? Well,
2: but the difference is the last year it was. They gave everybody an
1: opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, we
2: do that every year because of injuries, it seems. So it'd be nice to be able to have that be a, you know, player development aspect of the team rather than an injury recovery aspect. I'll
3: be surprised if LeBron starts the season healthy uh he will at the very least work his way into shape at the beginning of the season much Mm. like he's done pretty much every season as a laker uh where you can just kind of see him like not running settling for threes well we already speculated
1: last next year would be the year whoever he plays for the lakers or whoever he plays for i'm just throwing that out there theoretically most like the lakers would be after he plays this year hopefully on a title run team then he wants to play in the Olympics because he feels spry, and he obviously saw what happened at the World Cup. And then you're asking him to play a season beyond that. That that next year will be the bigger question. This year, I think he's going to be fine. I think the foot, obviously, he
3: wouldn't test it unless he's, he's not playing after the he's not playing after the Olympics. If he plays so in the think Olympics, he's, he's retired
1: done. after the Olympics. Yes. Okay.
3: He retired. I think he'll pick up, up. I think he'll
2: play his player option out. Okay.
1: Yeah,
3: and say I that he's
2: retiring from the NBA and leave with the Olympics.
0: Yeah. He's going right. to he's going to pass up 50 million?
2: No, he's going to finish out his well he could sign another 100 million dollar contract. But he's right, going to don't. he's probably going to play the he'll play this year and next year he'll he'll do he'll decline his player option and play his final year have his
3: No, no, if he declines his player option this summer, he's gone. He's got a player option for next. Who's year.
0: Who's gonna give up? He he's o- gonna give up fifty million. No, he's gonna year?
2: he's going to decline the player option and play out in the second year of his contract. He's in this the last the year of his year. contract. He's got. He's in the first year of his extension right now. This is yeah, Chase, the longest right? extension. And
1: he has a player option. And he has a player
2: Netflix. option for the following year, so he would have to do that player option and play, and then go to the Olympics.
0: I see. But that's a 24. year from now. That he's talking yeah. about yeah. next I'm year. I'm not
3: worried about that. I, right. I think. Listen, I think
0: if the I think, think play... that
2: if he if he really is going to do the Olympics, I think, I think that Jamie's right that that's probably that's probably the way to go out. You know,
3: I, don't, I just don't see him being able to take that turnaround of playing for the Olympics over the summer. And then and coming, coming back. back
0: and I mean he's gonna be in a Jason Kidd role during the Olympics. He's not That's gonna play valid. a lot. That's
3: valid. Yeah, maybe. Like basically a coach. <laughs> yeah. Play for like five, ten he, minutes. He won't play that
1: much. Get the ball to
3: Steph and KD. There you go.
0: go. Oh, boy.
2: You well, might leave, him. Wouldn't, hey, wouldn't it? It's just, not gonna be a, it not gonna be difficult to give him rest. Just
0: put Spolster as the coach, please. Don't bring back Steve Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. Good
3: luck with All that, right. too.
1: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Well, I'll tell you what though, great conversation so far. It is Lakerholic Spotlight here. Of course, please go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com. These guys have great conversations back and forth all week long. Some of it gets testy just like you saw earlier in the show. No. Please go still, ahead and...
3: it's just
2: gentle ripping.
1: There you more? should
2: try yeah. us. You should try us when we're losing.
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> and things are tough. That's when it gets rough. Go or ahead or when they choose out. THT over Caruso. Oh, yes.
1: Jesus. Go ahead and check them out oh, at God, yeah. com. Also, yeah. as well, go ahead and make sure you check out LakersBall.com and Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Joe, I'll bring it back to you, my friend. Again, you have a wealth of riches when it concerns what the depth is. I'm hoping that the Lakers will utilize it. I'm hoping they will decrease the minutes of LeBron and AD. I'm not sold on it that they will, because you know, you and I both know as far as the competitors that they are, and just the fact that coaches they get in habits. They get into habits that they just, oh, I gotta play LeBron and AD X amount in order in order to win games. I don't think that's necessarily the case when you have such a deep roster and you have so many guys that need to prove a lot to people not only for their future but to the you know public out there and to the NBA perception there's a lot of guys on the Lakers roster this year Joe that need to prove a lot of things
0: correct and by having good depth and people understanding the roles and not getting upset if they're playing six minutes one game and 18 minutes the next here's where this has to play out so let's let's divvy up the minutes LeBron usually plays about he averages
1: 35 35 He usually averages,
0: he usually starts the game first 7 minutes plays the first 7 8 minutes and then he sits, right? Yeah. Okay, let's just say let's say he hits the 8 minute mark and then he sits the rest of the quarter. That's 4 minutes. Okay? Then let's say it's takes another
2: 4 minutes and comes in
0: for eight. So now you're at 8 minutes in the first half, right? So yeah, that means you're going to have to play him the remaining 8 minutes if he was to play the remaining eight minutes, which takes it now to 40 minutes on the average right there, right? So then third quarter, he starts. Let's say he does it again, takes four minutes off the third. That's 12 minutes. And then another four another four minutes in the fourth quarter on the average. This is all on the average. So that's 16 minutes. That That takes him to 32 minutes. That's a very realistic number. It's a very realistic number that you can make work. Granted, if you're getting your if you need him to, you know, get out of a, a hole or whatever, maybe you might have to throw him in there. But you have to kind of be disciplined and understand that that might be what you need to do to kind of keep him fresh for the rest of the year. Uh what can happen in your benefit is you can get lucky and get blown some blowouts here. Hopefully we not, need the, playoffs we need those the blowouts.
2: That's so big that
0: difference. he can sit the entire fourth quarter. So if there's a way we can set up if there's a way that depth can help us win these games and sustain the leads in the fourth, not have to worry about these quick comebacks, now let's say you had seven or eight games throughout the 82 that allow LeBron to not have to play the fourth. Now that number could dwindle down to about 31, 30 you know, a game. So that's how this has to play out. It's, it's, a, it's a simple subtraction game how we're going to do this, and it's going to be predicated on mainly AD in terms of how uh, LeBron is going to rest. If AD is doing his thing, it's going to just make things much easier for LeBron to rest because you'll always have him in there because I still want them to stick to the fact that you need to have one of those guys in there if they're both playing so that you can maintain uh, your dominance in terms of having a great player on the floor at all times we're I'm, I'm gonna be looking at darwin ham guys darwin ham has i think in my opinion a lot of the pressure uh on this probably the number one pressure i know lebron and ad are the stars but ad is a champion lebron's a champion four times if those guys don't win another title I, you know yeah people rag on them but they're still champions and they're still gonna go to the hall of fame and they'll still have great careers but with darwin ham darwin can make his mark could even. Have a uh, be a candidate for Coach of the Year if he puts this thing together the right way. Now
1: that's a good question, though, guys. That was brought up by Alan. I want to give him props on that. Do we have a lineup that can blow out teams? He doubts the starters with Vando can blow out any teams. Now the Lakers last year were notorious for not being able to go ahead and and being able to you know just really get those large leads, as we know all too well. Your thoughts on how that mindset can change and we can actually start getting that kind of uh, difference and that kind yes, of you can. Uh, there is a lineup. blowouts it, that we need. There is a lineup.
0: It's, there's one lineup that can destroy a team quickly. Why? I'll, I'll read it to you. LeBron, D'Angelo, Reeves, Wood, and AD. Now, you guys have heard me say Wood and D'Lo on defense on a team on a starting team is disastrous. However, and I know LeBron is not a shooter, and I know AD is not a shooter. But it's when those guys start hitting, then you might as well call, just go to bed. Can
1: I just interject? If they all thing?
0: if those if those five are all hitting, then that's when a lead can go from eight to twenty-two very quickly.
1: Can I just interject one thing? This was something that, especially their first part of the year, and and, and still even had its slinger effects. The third quarter, the Lakers had a just a lot of trouble in a lot of times where they came out. In fact, they were at one point in time the worst third quarter team in the league at various points in the season. I think that, you know, whatever Darvin Ham needs to do, you know, don't at start, halftime, don't
2: start Vando is the answer. Well, <laughs>
1: Well, again, that's that's what, obviously. What's,
2: what's the common denominator in the first and the third quarter?
1: Oh, you say it's Vando. I can't just say it's playing four against five. Player. It's playing four against
2: five, Gerald. That's the whole thing.
1: But you just Vando said you weren't just, you weren't we mad about right
2: times with the but right you just
1: said, But you Think just about, said you weren't mad about him being, uh, uh, you know, getting the four-year extension. But now you're saying it's a four-on-five. So we just paid I'm saying 48 that was the problem last
2: year. I don't know. I okay. hope that's not going to be the problem this year. Okay. And I'm not ready to throw away DeAngelo Russell just because of one series. And I'm sure not ready to throw away a player with the defensive abilities of Vanderbilt for nothing. Okay. Now, I happen to think that Wood is something worth keeping. And I don't think we're going to be able to keep him. That's why I was willing to trade Vando for him. But there's a there's a hundred ways to skin the cat, a hundred ways to win a championship and a hundred different ways that they can use this roster to win. And I trust, I trust the way that it's been put together because Ham's been an integral part of it. Um, Everybody's been on the same page. I think that we just, I'll be happy just whichever way we go. I think we're going to see the ability to run two or three different starting lineups and win. And I think that we're going to see more load management than anybody wants to see. But I'm hoping that that will also translate into LeBron and AD playing the whole year and not having any major injuries. You know, maybe they'll miss 12 games and maybe six will be because of minor injuries and six will be load management. That's what I'd love to see. Um, And obviously, none of those games will probably be nationally televised games because those are the games that... The league cares more about the television viewers than the guys going to the buying the tickets obviously um, but you know it's there are so many ways that this team is so much more versatile because of christian wood and and Jane, and and i think it's absolutely correct that that the lineup that is the scariest lineup that other teams don't want to see and I think we do need to make Christian Wood earn a spot on that lineup rather than giving it to him. But I think if we can do that, if we can, if we can make him be another case of Malik monk, our coaches and our superstars, get a guy and teach him how to win. Christian Wood could be the difference maker for this team, you know, throw him in there with.
1: Well, I was going to say, Jamie, did you want to interject on that because Tom and, 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 Joe have been the biggest supporters of the Christian Wood signing uh, and I've seen Christian Wood now since UNLV I had, I actually was the first one to turn Tom into that direction way back when your thoughts you've been actually one In of the another universe detractors. your trade has
2: won two or three championships
1: yes it did win two or three championships yes but uh, they didn't listen to me on that one but uh, <laughs> Jamie you've been one of the biggest detractors on Christian Wood let me hear your thoughts
3: on that as well Uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't know that that's exactly fair. I I question his ability to impact winning through volume shooting. Everywhere he's been before now, he has been one of the best players on the team, at least one of the best scorers or shooters. He has a a pretty solid inside out offensive game. Uh, i the things that make me question his ability to stick in a starting lineup or to be uh, given or earning a role on a championship roster is that he wasn't able to do that for Dallas last season. And Dallas desperately wanted to make the Kyrie Irving trade work. And but the uh, coach did
2: not want to have him on the team at the, from the start. Yeah, but
3: everybody likes winning. I mean, you know, that that if that's the case, then Jason Kidd's a bad coach. And I don't think that that's true. I think that Jason Kidd's an okay coach. It's,
2: bad. it's a bad uh, situation when a your general coach, manager brings I, in I a player. That,
3: I think the biggest issue you're going to see with a, with the lineup that Joe was proposing is that you got really just one guy who plays defense in that lineup, and that's AD. Reeves' defense is a big question mark coming into the season. He got picked on on FIBA because of his lack of bulk and his inability to keep guys off the block. Delo's a defensive sev. Wood has been a defensive sev. LeBron can guard a small zone of the court. He's not going to be chasing guys through screens. He's not going to be banging down low. So I, I think that maybe that lineup could get hot enough to outscore an opponent, but it's not going to blow an opponent out. You're gonna. It's going to be a back and forth affair of like one by right. one team scores, the other team scores, one team scores, the other team scores, and you just hope you come out on the winning side of that equation. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the best lineup for the Lakers is going to be. What I do mm-hmm. know is that we should see, and this would make Zangerstein happy uh, if she were around, I do think that given the length that we acquired this season, we should see a lot less three-guard lineups. In theory, I, we should. In yes. theory, right. I mean, we could still trot out. No D- guards playing small
2: see, forward. Come on, we man. Could
3: see We could see D'Lo, we'll Christian, and, and on Reeves one, out there with uh, <laughs> Vando and Wood and go, you know, really small, <laughs> but... I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see, you know, I think we'll see a little more reddish than maybe some folks expect. I don't know that he'll earn a sizable role, but I think we'll see him in like a Wenyan Gabriel-esque role where he plays a solid 15 minutes a game. You know, he'll be the guy who backs up LeBron, hopefully him or Prince, between the first quarter to the second quarter rest and the third quarter to the fourth quarter rest. And unless they're balling out, that's, that's your role. That's it. And only one of them, not both. One of them will get that role. And that's what training camp will be for. Same thing for wood. I see wood coming in when AD sits that 15 ish minute per game slot that AD sat. And that, what can you do in those minutes? And if, listen, if they earn a bigger role than that, fantastic. That's absolutely great. I'm proud of it. Proud of them. Way to go. Great job. I just don't, I'm not predicting that. Uh, I won't predict that. So Uh, uh, that's their challenge, right? Their challenge is as guys who have, you know, drifted out of NBA rotations and into veteran minimum contracts while they're still technically in their prime, their challenge is to prove that everybody's wrong, that the league isn't right, that I'm wrong, that I'm not right. And not that anybody cares what I think. I mean, I'd barely care what I think, but, you know, I, I, I just don't see these big – I don't see these big roles materializing for these guys who have, by their own hand, forced themselves into a situation that I don't think they ever imagined themselves being in. I mean, you're looking at a guy who averages who – average, who has the potential to average 20 and 10 in Christian Wood, and, he, and he's 26, 27 years old, and he's playing for us on the veteran minimum. That's astounding. That's astounding, and so if you if 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 he's got to have a look in the mirror moment, I mean, that's he's got to have a moment. He's got to. Well, if it doesn't give
2: him the look in the mirror moment, nothing will.
3: (laughs) That's exactly right, Tom. That's exactly right, and so that's what I'm saying. If he if he gets his Malik Monk moment, if Prince gets his Malik Monk moment, if Reddish gets, but all three of them can't. It's going to be one at best. It will not be three guys who suddenly are making twelve million dollars in the league, and they bench Rui. Vando and, and, and Christie, I guess. (laughs) I I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. So, you know, that's the, but that's the challenge, right? And that's the beauty of the, that's the beauty of the 82 game season. I think that if the Lakers can embrace the kind of load management that isn't that is accepted by the league where LeBron sits out as many back-to-backs as they will let him. And there's even a caveat to that. If it's a nationally televised game, you can ro- load manage or rest or whatever the hell you want to call it, one of your superstars, as long as the other one plays. And a superstar player has this, like, there's all these blah, 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 has to make an all- We got
2: two of them, LeBron and years, AD. Qualified. Had
3: to have been something or other. So either one of AD and LeBron has to play in a nationally televised games or the Lakers will get a stern finger wagging probably at first, followed by what? a $100,000 fine? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Well, they won't just care. want
2: him looking at and that's that's they're still the thing of saying, "Hey, he's injured, man. It's not load management. He's got an injury." I mean, I'm not
3: going to be. I'm not going to lie. I I wonder that LeBron didn't get surgery on the foot just so that he could be like. Well, I let
1: me go ahead. It. It. Well, let I'm, me go I'm ahead not, and get. I'm not feeling it. it. Well, let me go ahead and get uh, someone else in here, someone who's been able to grace us every now and then. We're just always real glad. Real quick, when you Joe, see can you. I
3: say one thing real quick? Shout go out to Blue it. Magic and Search and Destroy. You guys are the best chat guys ever.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Big shout out to you guys. Uh, truly appreciate it. Everything that you guys do for us, we truly cannot thank you enough. Search and Destroy, Blue yes. Magic, great to have you here. A part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Carpher, Alan, Alan. Yes. But also here today, good man indeed, it is Laker Nick. Laker Nick. Oh. Yep. Great to have you here, my friend. You wanted to come in on this conversation. Your thoughts. Again, so many variables when you have a deep roster that you have to look at, my friend. But your thoughts on what's going on as we get to, what, three weeks? Two weeks? Less than three weeks away from camp?
4: Three weeks, 21 days. Yeah, Gerald, uh, and salute to Jamie, Tom, Joe, and and to you, Gerald. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Darwin has a very good problem on his hands where he has a ton of options, uh, a lot of variables. Um, he needs to do his homework, and training camp and preseason is uh, hopefully gonna provide some answers for him. Um, I just want to come on here and kind of underscore mm-hmm. a couple points that uh, some other panelists have been mentioning. Um, one is that I think Christian Wood's value just lies. In uh, reducing LeBron's and 80s minutes, even if it's just by two, three minutes a game, if you multiply that by 82 games, that comes out to about uh, saving them from playing five to six games in the course of the season, which may not sound like much. But if you're saving two key players from playing, you know, five to six games, that could definitely amount to something. And so especially considering that LeBron last season, he played almost 36 minutes per game, which, you know, equals his average from the 2015-2016 season. A player that's uh, 38 going on 39 years old, um, you know, you just can't afford that. And so, again, Christian Wood's value for me is really in uh, reducing, even if it's just a few minutes, two, three, four minutes per game, uh, of lebron and ad that they have to be out there uh you know having more wear and tear on their bodies risking injury for me that's really the key point of the wood signing
1: i just want to mention actually and i told alice this uh incorrect information it is uh the other day and tom it's not three weeks it's less than three weeks uh it's the third is the actual start of training camp ah. the second is and the second is media day i had said the 21 like, days 22.
2: from the first game
1: Oh, there you go. Well, 26 right. to 27. If you are going overseas as an NBA team for the exhibition season, your, yeah, you your training camp one. starts at, yeah, 27. So Joe, I bring it back to you, my friend. You've heard the conversations out there. Uh, I mean, a lot of things to think about as we're again, less than three weeks ahead of uh, camp.
0: Shot making is ultimately what's going to matter. It's, it's what, we're not, we didn't talk about enough with Denver beating the Lakers. You know, Jamal Murray wasn't missing at the end of the games. We were. Uh, Gordon, out of nowhere, wasn't missing. Uh, Porter Jr. started making his shots. Didn't twist an ankle walking to the bench. So all these things ended up working out perfectly for Denver because at the end of the day, they made shots and the Lakers didn't. So at the end of the day, if you're making your shots, you're going to help everyone and everything in this thing. Christian Wood, Prince, Reeves, D'Angelo. I use that starting lineup because that is the most potent shooting lineup we have. So
1: let me ask you you this, Joe, real quick. Okay, the Lakers finished 25th in three-point shooting. What do you see as a fair bump up that they can be realistic? You can see them going up 10 Just get them in the middle.
0: Get to the middle, because if we're going to have a big who can shoot, I'm telling you guys right now, this is the first time LeBron's had a big who could shoot. Kevin Love. As a Laker. (laughs) Good comeback, (laughs) you know.
1: (laughs) Slip that in there very slowly.
0: (laughs) And uh, I can't say that Christian Wood doesn't have some mental – tweaks because obviously Kevin Love did but this is a team that's got four or five different lineups that can run that could succeed which is why we need to see training camp we need to see the first month develop and understand that that there needs to be something there to develop Uh, but I think ultimately if you have a big who can shoot the way Christian Wood can it's going to open up the lane the way it's supposed to in the NBA today and if he's hitting from one corner and AD is at least a threat at the mid-range or just Duncan on your rear end, then you're you're gonna have problems. And then you got D'Angelo to the left of you, and then Reeves over there on the right. That's what I'm talking about. If they're rolling and there's a there's a zone that everyone's in, there is no loss when LeBron is passing. Right, right corner to wood. Behind the back pass to AD, flip it back right to uh, Austin and then or just do one of these to the left for D-Low. Shoot, make, your whole life goes down the toilet if you're the opposing team because you're like, what the f- am I going to do? That's, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing if, if it does come together. And then everybody else... Can play their role if you need to put Vando in there to shut somebody down, if Gabe Vincent's gonna give you a little bit of both because Delo's not feeling it right or he's injured. There's there's a there's an answer to everything in terms of roster construction right now. The only thing we don't know is will these guys execute it when the season starts with these players?
2: The best thing that we've really done is provide injury insurance with this depth. Yes, And that's the single biggest thing that Christian Wood represents is if Anthony Davis can't pay 20 games, yes. which is, happens every year, we got a guy who can step right in there for 20 games and give us twenty ten. Um, I also think, too, that you're going to see, it's, it's going to be inevitable that your key players, especially your older players and your injury-prone players, are going to have those three or four games out because of this and then three or four games out because of that. And I think you just got to balance that and, and having that depth is going to make such a tremendous difference because a lot of those games when we're missing either LeBron or AD, which is going to be inevitable. I think a lot of those games we're going to be able to win now because of that extra depth, because of having, having wood to be able to step in having guys like reddish and Hayes who can step in. Um, I expect that the two biggest wild cards to me, are the guys that are left out of the starting rotations that everybody's talking about, which is basically Reddish, Reddish and Hayes. Because those two guys give us probably a prototype defensive center and a prototype bigger wing that we've never had before. And they both are top 10 draft picks. And if one of them, one of those two can hit along with Wood, then that is really a big key to this team because then you have almost a, the ability to withstand It's almost like we have to say – every year we've had to say, if LeBron and AD stay healthy, we can win a championship. Well, you know what? They don't have to stay healthy all year long. We do need them in the playoffs. But they don't have to stay healthy for us to win anymore. That's the big difference.
0: Here's the wild card. If Max Christie starts hitting shots, now that lineup that I told you about, you can switch Max with D'Lo with with Max – now you he can really plays, be
2: a forty percent three point and shooter. And now
0: you got a guy who can play defense at that position. Now that lineup with, let's say, Max Christie, Austin Reeves, uh, Wood, AD, and LeBron. Now that t- that takes on a whole different look. Now you so got a it's three a whole Lakers
2: team full of wild cards.
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's the guy that hasn't been cut from Minnesota or someone like Reddish who's been. Complaining about minutes. Max is a young kid. Max is building. Max is yeah. putting in the work. He's
2: undrafted. He wasn't a top ten pick.
0: That Max who? was a second round draft
2: pick. He's second rounder. Second round.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: but that's a big difference between being a top ten pick. You you'd to say on raw they, talent that.
1: It was it four million dollars that they spent to buy into the second round just to get him from yeah. uh, from Orlando? But and, let he, me ask- and he's he's played well. So, But let me ask you this, and I got a question for Jamie here in a sec, but let me get Laker Nick back in here. Laker Nick, uh, with all the variables that we see with this roster, I mean, the question remains, you just signed Vanderbilt to an extension. Uh, you seem pretty happy with that, that they went in that direction. But the question now is, you're talking about uh, all these different players that are trying to fit around LeBron and AD, depending on the circumstance. Where do you go from here if you're Darvin Ham?
4: Uh, yeah, Gerald, and actually, I was going to touch exactly on that topic before you asked me about that. Um, because I wanted to emphasize something that Joe uh, mentioned a little earlier, and plain and simple, uh, the pressure is on Darvin Ham now, yeah. And, um, you know, it's not the similar situation as last season where you know Darvin Ham had a less than ideal roster, he had a player like Russell Westbrook that took away not just a lot of money resources, but I think a lot of uh, just player and chemistry resources from that team uh, meshing and doing good things. But now, I mean, uh, the situation is almost akin to, you know, a chef having good ingredients, and now it's up to the chef to put that together, whip something up, and deliver. And so, uh, you know, no, and I'm not saying here that, you know, the Lakers roster right now as it stands That it is ideal. Um, I don't think there's such a thing as a perfect roster. But um, aside from the versatility that I think the roster currently provides, it's just going to generate a lot of internal competition. Um, And I think that's a a really positive thing. Um, As far as, you know, maybe Reeves, LeBron, and AD, um, you know, you could see other positions or rotation minutes just. Being up in the air to see who's performing well. And I could definitely anticipate, you know, certain players uh, being scrapped or players that expected to get a lot of minutes to get minimal minutes. Um, you know, it could be Gabe Vincent, it could be Prince, it could be, um, you know, even Cam Reddish. Uh, I don't think he's going to get many minutes. But, you know, if someone like Christie steps up, then he's going to be eating. Minutes That might go to Vincent or might go to Vando or might go to Rui. So um, these are all variables that Ham is going to have to work out. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I reiterate uh, what Joe said that the pressure's on Ham and he needs to l- deliver in this season. He can't go uh what what was it, Gerald? At the start of last season, he can't go like 0 and ten or two and ten, whatever it was. Two and ten, no. Yeah that, yeah, that that two and that, ten that. was not a good start. Yeah, two and ten. Uh, you know, you could probably give him a pass last season, but this season, uh what they fire Mike Brown for? for? what they oh, fire Mike 10.
2: Brown for? One and five? 0 oh, and ten. No, oh was, and 10? was
1: well was, was Mike Brown. And, and, and he, he was lost, and he a was much, much
2: of that was preseason games, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was preseason. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, he was I think o- it was and R- he won, like
2: the four first four games when they fired yeah. him.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, But uh, Jamie Sweet, let me they're ask you not gonna you fire this.
2: Darwin, they're not gonna fire Darwin even if he goes oh and ten.
1: I'll Great thoughts, Nick though. Yeah, because they've got so much <laughs> that they owe him. Uh Jamie Sweet, I want to ask you this though. Something we haven't really touched on, you know, I've only touched on a little bit during the summers that the Lakers. Where they were good and where they were the best in the league at was the differential on fouls. They not only were at the free throw line way more than anybody else, they actually fouled less than anybody else in the NBA. They were number one in the NBA in least amount of fouls and number one in the NBA in taking the most foul shots. Obviously, that's a key to our success because it gets the transition game going, means we're going to the line a lot more, yada, 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 because we can't rely on an outside game. Now, the outside game hopefully will improve to the point where Joe said, if even it gets to league average, it's just tremendous boost for us. But your thoughts on how we can continue that process of going to the line because we found that foul differential to be quite advantageous for us last season.
3: Give Reeves the ball on the weak side and clear out.
1: Okay, that's in every play. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I,
3: I mean, I think I think there was I think there were a lot of contributing factors to that. I think that one of the things that is undervalued is the ability for when AD plays in the paint. Everybody wants to see AD move back out to the perimeter and in threes. I do not really yeah. care if he makes another three-pointer for his entire career, as long as he dominates the paint like he did last season, if he is dominating the paint on both ends of the floor, like he was able to do last season, that removes a huge portion of the court that the coach has to game plan for. You just put 80 in there and let him work. And I think to a smaller degree, to a shorter degree, Wood can replicate that, which is where I thought, Tom, and I, I think we, we've all hit on this at one point or another, that like, Wood is the best insurance against injury the Lakers could have gotten, especially at that price. So that that in and of itself, AD in the paint generates fouls because he's so big, he's so skilled, he draws contact, he can still make a shot, get to the line. Reeves, we saw both in FIBA and at the end of the season last year, didn't so much get rewarded in the playoffs when physicality gets ramped up. He didn't go to the line as much in the playoffs, just, the whistles just stop blowing for him, and that's that's what happens in the playoffs. Uh, everybody's got to adjust to that at some point. But I think if Reeves and AD can replicate the success they found at various points last season, that'll go a long way towards helping that discrepancy. In our three point shooting was so bad, it was up to our points in the paint and our free throw shooting to overcome it, and we were up to the task. We drove the ball at the rim relentlessly. All season long with Russ, without Russ, whoever it was, that was the game plan was take the ball to the hole and make a play there. Don't pass it around the perimeter and cast up a crappy shot. That's where NBA offenses go to die. And so the Lakers did a good job at searching out the best shot. The best shot is in the lane at the rim and you're either going to make the shot or you're going to go to the free throw line. Now, we need to make our free throws like we did last season. Uh, we were, I thought some of our guys shot a little above average for their percentage. I think that AD has never looked like the free throw shooter. He wasn't his first season here. hes He's gone down almost every season. He tracked back up a little bit last season, but still below what I think he's capable of shooting, which is in high 70s, low 80s. Um, And, you know, LeBron wasn't rewarded a lot for getting hit in the head and stuff on his drives. And so if those things kind of all balance out, LeBron shoots a free throw or two more per game. You know, Delo's game is all, it's like THT. It's all avoiding contact to get the shot off. He's not going to go to the line a lot. He's a jump shooter or he avoids contact. Vincent is a little more of a driver, but he's bad at finishing. Not sure he'll get to the line a lot. Uh, So that leaves the bigger guys. Uh, You know, Hachimura might be one of those guys who has to like take the ball to the hole a little stronger than maybe he's, he's shown that he likes to do. Vando's going to need to be better at finishing at the rim. Like everybody's talking about all of these things I think are going to compound and help and help uh, mitigate the, the, what will at best be average league three point shooting. Um that's, that's where we're going to have to make it up. We're going to have to make up great shooting by playing smarter basketball. And if we can do that, then I think we've got a great chance at, you know, finishing fifth, fourth, maybe even third in the Western Conference, which is no small feat. That's not something that just happens.
1: Joe, uh,
3: anything to add on
1: to that, my friend?
0: Uh, performance now is, is – I think we've, we've gotten the water out of the rag enough at this point. We have to see performances. We know what would work by based off of people's talents and what they've done and what they do. Now it's time to see it together on this team. But this team's going to need to make shots this year probably better than they have before to really take advantage of a, a regular season that's not going to tax them too much especially with the new rules now and and load management.
1: One thing I wanted to add in uh, before I get it back over to Laker Tom to let you know what he's up to at Lakerholics.com. Wanted to go ahead and mention Eric put in the chat the correct uh, record that uh, Mike Brown had when he was fired in 2013. It was Mm -hmm. one in four uh, to let everyone know out there. But. Laker Tom, uh, to close things out for us here at Laker Lakerholic Spotlight, uh, I want to go ahead and make sure you get the word out there, not on the trouble that you're causing out there on Twitter, but everything <laughs> that you're working out there. My God, you get a lot of brushback and blowback on Twitter, but everything that the you're working on at Lakerholic so Well, I'm glad you think it's fun <laughs> because I would kind of just like, man, these people are nasty to you out there on Twitter. But, uh, well, you know. No, what are you a, up to, Lakerholic? Stuck.
2: The, the, the problem is, is that you just cannot propose a trade of any kind that involves Austin Reeves at this point in time, or otherwise, you just bring out an army attacking you.
1: Well, I would vote for Drew Holiday. I'm sorry, cannot. Do Pardon? It. No, Drew Holiday is the no for me. I'm sorry. 32, lot of mileage, poor shooter, volume shooter. Well, you know
2: what? You know what's interesting? Great defender. One of the things that, that that everybody seems to have ignored to a certain extent is. When you take away LeBron and AD, I just calculated this. You take away LeBron and AD, the average age of the Lakers is 23.9 years old. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. What makes it even more amazing is the five teams that are the oldest are all of the other competitors. They're they're, they're, they're the Suns, the Bucks, the 76ers, the... You know, they're all of the teams that are like 27, 28 years old average.
1: Quite the change from the geriatric age. It's, of not it's pretty dramatic
2: that, that Rob Palinka could end up taking these two stars and end up surrounding them with 12 players. Well, if you count the, three, the two-way guys, surrounding them with 15 players that are in their 20s. Not a single other player other than LeBron and AD are over 29 and there's only one other player at prince at 29 that's over 27 that so what does that mean it means that the other teams that are going to be playing a long season and hoping they can stay healthy the lakers are going to be playing a long season hoping they're going to get better hoping that these player development coaches and all of these young players who have room to grow and have upside are really going to start to put it together. And the Lakers may have a problem at the end of the year that they got too many players that are good. But this is a league where injuries never let you enjoy that. There'll be injuries, and we're going to be grateful that we've got a 12 man rotation that could go out there. And we're going to see, I think we're going to see more of the wild cards come through than anybody imagines right now. I think this is going to be a championship team. I think we're going to finish first or second in the Western Conference. And we're going to go all the way and win our 18th championship.
1: Once again, it is LakerHolics.com. Go ahead. Joe. Hey, Joe's rooting for us. Yes, absolutely indeed. But once again, it is LakerHolics.com. Truly go ahead and go out of your way. Please, if you're a Lakers fan, stop by LakerHolics.com. Check out the basically the time spent by Jamie and laker tom and everybody there at lakerholics.com that they spend really digging deep into a lot of the lakers questions as we get to go ahead and get to see them here in the not too distant future less than three weeks away but you can always stop by here but please go ahead and check out their great work today at lakerholics.com well laker nick uh, Joe, Jamie, Laker, Tom, another great show. Magic man was in the chat. Everybody out there, Eric, uh, you know, blue, of course, search and destroy. Tremendous job moderating the chat. Once again, blue, tremendous as well. Everybody out there. Just really great to have you here. Delano Howard, you know, just cannot go on and on about how great each and every one of you are for stopping by this weekend. Cannot thank you enough. Plus we got more great team previews on the way. And of course, More great Lakers talk on the way as well as we get closer and closer to camp. But looking forward to everybody out there continuing with us. Hoping you're going to have a great Lakers weekend right here at Lakerholic Spotlight. And of course, everybody right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.